Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. Oregon and Oregon State will play Saturday, Research Stadium, 12.30 kickoff. I'm all fired up about it. I'm picking the Beavers. They're at home where they're very good. But we're going to get uh, kind of the insider report from Jack Coletto, jackhammercoletto.com, Oregon State linebacker joining us. Uh, how hard is it for you to watch a football game but not be able to play in a football game because you're injured? It sucks. I mean, that's the simplest way I could put it. Uh, last week against ASU, but to see uh, the other people go out and execute and get a good team win, I was happy for the guys. Yep, but you were pacing though, weren't you? weren't you pacing around? weren't you kind of going? I'm itching to be out there. You know, like internally, just felt like you weren't in the right place, did it? No, but I, I wasn't pacing as bad as Coach Bray was when we talked about that last <laughs> week. Truth. I was pacing a little bit truth to that hey can you help us out with this i was looking at you guys on defense you you know let me just go through this you know this but i want our listeners to get to grasp how good you guys have been um seven points to arizona state three points to cal 24 to washington nine to colorado 10 to washington state you guys are stingy what is it about this defense that you think makes it successful first off it's stopping the run and we've been able to do that for a the better most of the end of the, the second half of the season, really all season. And when you are able to do that, it just makes it hard to win ball games if you're an offense and score points. Because if you can't run the ball, then it just puts you behind the sticks in second and ten, and then you're, you know, you have to beat people with your your arm, and then we can start to get exotic when they try to start passing it a lot. And I think that's really the starting point on – what makes our defense so successful. And then plus just eliminating, eliminating big plays. If you force a team to have to go all the way down the field consistently, they're bound to make a mistake at some point. When I see you making tackles, I know that you're, the guys up front are doing their job because they're keeping those offensive linemen off of you. Help our listeners maybe who haven't played football understand how that works, why that's important, and you know, uh, sometimes the names that don't st- show up in the box scores have fantastic games because they're causing double teams and problems. Well, I mean, it definitely starts with the D-line to eat up blocks, but I mean, more the mentality for us is to for the D-line to defeat the blocks and get in the backfield. So it kind of creates havoc, and the back doesn't really have a clear lane to run through. And by doing that, it forces the running back to have to commit earlier, which frees us up and allows us to make plays. So everything kind of works in tandem there. When when you guys are calling stunts and blitzes and you get a chance in a passing situation to make a run at a QB, you like that or you like being in coverage and as a former quarterback playing a little seven-on-seven? I mean, I don't mind coverage at all, but that's basically saying, would you rather have a sack or an interception or a sack fumble for that <laughs> regard? I mean, I'll take either or. Beggars can't be choosers there. 
Yeah, I, I, got, I think back when you said interception, I thought about the interception at the end of the USC game last year. That was you picking off that pass. What did that feel like? I mean, it was funny because I ran out there. It was actually the first play I was out there, and I was like, well, they still have a chance if they drive down the field and score and get the onside kick. So it's like the game's not over, and then the first play, get them. I'm like, okay, then like, now our chances really went up and really secured the win. But I don't know what to think. I was, I was too excited and running around with the chainsaw. <laughs> do you guys uh, – do you feel like the players on the team – understand the rivalry with Oregon. Do they get it? Do they have to learn it? You're a Camus kid, so you probably at least grew up kind of knowing it a little bit. How about the guys that don't grow up here? Yeah, they know it. (laughs) Everybody's well aware of what this game means. What does it mean? I mean, this is, I mean, to be honest, like this is a make or break, type of game it's always been that way every year even like the years we were down if you go and you beat Oregon it just kind of it makes the whole year better and they're a good team they're they're well coached and the fact that we're both ranked teams going to be playing this Saturday it just makes it even much more competitive and much more exciting to be a part of I was thinking about that today I went on Seattle radio and they were asking me about you know the teams going to the playoffs and all that and I was like you know what hold on here I said, you know, you look at Oregon and Oregon State, they're going to combine for uh, 18 wins combined this season after Saturday. It'll be 18 regular season wins between you guys. Um, And look at Washington and Washington State. Four of the top six teams in the Pac-12 are right here. There's like the Pacific Northwest is outside of the L.A. schools is propping up the conference. I think it's it's pretty impressive to see that, and it hasn't it hasn't always been that way. No, it definitely hasn't. Even just the Pac-12 this year in general, I think we've really represented some teams well nationally and made some noise this year, which I definitely think is good for the Pac-12. What's left unfinished for Jack Coletto in college as a football player? Winning a bowl game and winning this game, honestly. Because I know we won it in 2020, but there was no fans there, so you don't really get the full experience cardboard cutouts and i know i had the same feeling like it's not the same as people pouring onto the field after the game you have to help them to rush the field i kind of i like that hey classes will you get some turkey this week what's going to happen do you go to canvas do you stay in corvallis what what happens with your thanksgiving well i know we do a thanksgiving here so i'll eat i'll eat well here and then i'm pretty sure my Dad and my family, they will all be in Camas, so I'll stop by up there for the evening and just head back. So it's not too far of a drive, and I've, I've done it before. So I'll be uh, definitely eating good on Thursday. It's not a bad drive. And by the way, I talk about this all the time. There's a good burrito spot in Salem right off the uh, the uh, exit. that uh, It's called Abierto's. I hate telling this to people because I don't want a line there. But if you need a burrito on your drive, that's the place to go, Jack. Well, well noted. I didn't even know that. I get too caught up with the the whole in and out. No, over there. Nah, yeah, it's too long. That's too long a line. Uh, you, you know, you're gonna wait in that. You could turn your your drive to Camas turns into four hours if you're gonna sit in that in and out line. It's a day trip. <laughs> sometimes you can sometimes you can kind of sneak in there, and the line's not too bad. Now, when it first opened up, it was it was terrible. Maybe, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, there'll, there'll be no line there. You'd be thankful for that. Jack Coletto is with us, Oregon State linebacker, running back. 
uh, all-purpose guy, two-way player. The health of your team, how is your health? Will you play this week? Uh, how is Are you getting guys back? Coach Smith coming on tomorrow's show. I'm sure he'll give us an update of some kind. But uh, relative to last week, you know, was it was it season-ending stuff for you guys, or is it stuff you guys can come back from? Um, from what I know, nothing was really season-ending. All of this was just kind of day-to-day stuff. So, I mean, Smith is the one who probably knows most about that than, or more about that than I do, but that's just from what I observe and what I see. Help us in general, because sometimes, you know, this is kind of like a 20,000-foot question, but, you know, we see guys get hurt in college games all the time. And the trainers will come out, and then, you know, you'll come to the sideline. Maybe you're talking to a trainer. Maybe your position coach is around you, but, you know, your coordinator's busy coordinating a game. The head coach is busy coaching a game. How does that – at what point do they come to you and go, how do you feel? Or is that kind of the telephone game where the trainer goes, Jack, how's your forearm? And then you go, my forearm, you know, here's what's going on. And then that go, you know, by the time it gets to coach – or or is somebody – you know, does your head coach talk to you and go, hey, what is the injury, how is it, or is he relying on the trainers? He's relying, he's relying on the trainers, so it's usually the trainers will talk to them about what's going on, and then usually what tries to, they try to do is just rush to get a diagnosis and help as much as possible, and whether it's a return in the game or end of the game type of thing. I think you're going to learn things about recovery you probably already have in your time at Oregon State that you'll use for the rest of your life. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's something I especially paid more attention to this year, and it's continued to grow. But, I mean, the the biggest thing is, one, being hydrated, and two, asleep. Those are two things I usually don't like to mess around with, and I'm really strict about that routine and that regimen, so... And then, obviously, I'm not perfect. It's like there's nights I don't get – I mean, I, I get a decent amount of sleep every night, but I usually try to shoot for, like, nine, ten hours of sleep every night just to help the body recover because it also needs it. I know that sounds kind of crazy. Like, how do you find nine to ten hours of sleep a night? I wish. I You know, I've got kids – dog puppy we got a new puppy it was i was up in the middle of the night last night so uh so it's hydration and sleep i think that's fascinating as i speak to you i am dehydrated and sleep deprived so i think most of us are probably operating that way but that's something are these things that you didn't know like a year or two ago or you've just sort of implemented more in the last year i was never really truly aware of how important it was i mean obviously if you ask somebody they will say oh yeah that's important but you never really truly understand the feeling of why until you're like okay i'm really sore and then it's like go try and get two hours of sleep and wake up and try to do what jesus did again it's like okay that's terrible versus when you get your recommended amount of sleep and then you feel a lot better and over time it helps prevent injuries and stuff like that and also being hydrated helps prevent injuries it's huge all right uh you guys uh, are ready for this weekend's game. Uh, obviously, this is important, it, you know, a, a rivalry game and then a bowl game beyond that. Um, have you thought much about life beyond this season for Jack Coletto? What, what, you will, what you will do, what you are thinking about as a redshirt senior at Oregon State, the NFL, uh, you know, life that is going to come pretty quickly, I think, after that bowl game. 
Oh gosh, it's going to go by so fast. But yeah, my my plan is to go to the NFL and just make it as long as I can there and try to implement what I've done and try to make the process of training and what I'm doing already better and see how it goes from there. I think there's examples of guys like you. I had some, I had one of the scouts say, you know, there's guys like Jack Coletto that, that if they get with the right team can have a really nice career. It's a guy like uh, Kyle Juszczyk who is playing fullback for the 49ers. I mean, he was he was at Harvard. And he wasn't playing fullback his whole life. And, you know, he's just a football player. And you're, I think physically you're bigger than that guy. Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, we watch a lot of 49ers film, especially like the offensive side of the ball. And but there's, there's clips where I see of him and see how he operates. And, I mean, he's a very efficient with movement. And he's, he's physical at the point of attack. And he does a really good job as a fullback and obviously it shows and people recognize that because they know who he is and he's a big figure but it's definitely someone I, I watch i watch and try to learn from yeah he's uh he's six one two thirty five i got you at about six almost six three maybe about two thirty two forty okay there you go see i could work at a carnival <laughs> two fifty after thanksgiving <laughs> All right. You drive safely to your parents' place. You have a great Thanksgiving, Jack Coletto. I'll see you at the stadium. Great. Thanks. You too. All right. There he is. Happy Thanksgiving to Jack Coletto. You heard what this game means to him, means to his teammates. I love that we're getting to know him a little bit, talking about going on to the NFL. I think there's a place for him if he gets with the right team. And, and for him, you know, uh, check was a like a fourth-round pick of the Niners. My the the round or even if he's drafted is not as important I don't think to a guy like Jack Coletto as the situation is he needs to go somewhere where he fits but there's guys like him all over the league that have decent careers or better because they do a lot of the work that nobody sees and Jack Coletto as we have seen started off as a college quarterback linebacker running back there's a place for him. Whether it's on the defensive side of the ball or the offensive side of the ball, we will find out. I want you to leave it here. Coming up, our big splash. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.